Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamash, and like we had mentioned in the last podcast, did kind of want to cover a little bit of the NBA. Things are picking up, and it's just been good content to cover. The big story that I want to talk about is the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers, who are still below 500, but might be one of the most dangerous teams that ever been below 500 that have a chance to actually possibly win the title. And no, I'm not playing in hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. I genuinely think they have a good chance to win the title or at least contend and get to the finals um, and be right there. Main reason for that, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the conference is very, very weak. It is the Midwest. It is the average West. It's got the MVP or the MVP front runner, but the overall conference is very mediocre. The Nuggets, obviously, are right at the top, 46 and 21. Then you got the Grizzlies and the Kings with 26 losses, exact same record, 39 and 26. You fall down to the Suns, who are 37 and 29. And then from the fifth spot all the way to the 13th spot, there's three game loss. A, a gap between 5 and 13 is three losses. So there's going to be a whole lot of maneuvering. Things are going to happen. Lots of tiebreakers. Lots of head-to-head victories. Things are really going to swing and move and very dynamic in the next, what, we got like probably a month left of the season. And the Lakers right now are 33 and 34. Like I said, they're the ninth seed. They've moved up from their 13th spot, but they're only one game behind being in 12th. So it's you lose a game, you have a bad string of games, you win a couple of games, you're going to be right there. And I think, of course, the Lakers' goal, uh, like Anthony Davis had mentioned in, in his uh, press conference, is is to get to that sixth spot, right? Avoid the playing game entirely. You get a little bit more rest while the teams that are 7, 8, 9, 10, they have to play more games. And rest in this time of year, very valuable, especially gives you more time for LeBron to get healthier. It gives AD time. And, you know, he's obviously been vulnerable. He's been very susceptible to injuries uh, easy for me to say um but i think that's going to be the big key right the lakers obviously are a veteran team they've got some young players don't get me wrong but their two stars are older injury prone lebron is still out and he's going to be out for what another like three weeks possibly until uh, early april right before the playoffs hopefully lebron uh, james is back and he gives them some time and the biggest takeaway that I had, of course, was they took care of, they beat the Raptors in Staples in a game that it was kind of back and forth the first half. The Lakers kind of took over in that uh, fourth quarter. Austin Reeves, duh. Dennis Schroeder played really well. Also, D'Angelo Russell played well. That's the guy I wanted to talk about, D-loading. D-loading had been loading for a little while because dude came to, he got traded, had been injured, really hadn't been playing well. Uh, Really hadn't been playing, much less well. I'm just saying he was just injured. And we had talked about with LeBron's injury, Anthony Davis needs another co-star. He needs somebody to come along for the ride alongside him who can get you some points. And I mentioned D'Angelo Russell has capabilities of playing all-star level basketball. He can. He's played that before when he was with the New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets. So we've seen it. It's kind of been under the radar. D'Angelo Russell's kind of just been so-so. 
And now he's back in the spotlight again. Los Angeles. He's back with the team that drafted him. It's it's time to shine. Deloading came to shine. 28 points yesterday. Nine rebounds. Then you got Dennis Schroeder. 23 points. Seven assists. 18 points from Austin Reeves. 16 from Rui Hachimura in only 20 minutes. That's solid. That We had talked about the Lakers. When the season started, I keep talking about it. When season started, that Russell Westbrook on your team, you're not going to win a title with Russell Westbrook on your team, especially if he plays meaningful minutes. And the Lakers solved that problem in the trade deadline. They got much better. They got rid of Patrick Beverly. They got shooting. They got Jared Vanderbilt. They've got shooting. They got Rui Hachimura a couple of weeks before the trade deadline. And then they got D'Angelo Russell at the deadline. These moves are paying off. And... You know, LeBron gets a lot of crap for the Russell Westbrook trade, so he should get some love for the trades that he did make and uh, for the trades that, I guess, he helped agree or facilitate because he is the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers or pseudo-GM along with Rob Palinka. And the team looked legit because my biggest takeaway was D. Loden scores 28. Anthony Davis only scores 8 points in 30, 33 minutes. And the Lakers win. Without LeBron James, like the Lakers without LeBron looked pre-trades, they looked like the Cleveland Cavaliers without LeBron, right? They just couldn't function. They had no idea what to do. Anthony Davis was hit or miss. Anthony Davis had been playing well. The Lakers have looked really solid since the All-Star break. And there's not a lot of teams in the West. That's the biggest thing. There's not... Who's the strongest team in the West? On paper, standing-wise, record-wise, the Denver Nuggets, right? This is the year the Denver Nuggets should easily coast through. They're five games ahead of the second seed. They're clearly going to win the number one seed, unless a barring an absolute astronomical collapse, although they lost two in a row. Um, they're still five games ahead, six games ahead, but five in the loss column. I don't think they're going to blow that lead. You're going to... You're going to get that number one seed, Jokic. You're going to probably get MVP, Jokic. You're going to have to deliver in the playoffs, Jokic. And aside from them, right, like the Nuggets are clearly supposed to be the favorites. They're not. But the Kings, let, let's kind of go down the roster, right? Like how's the West shake now? Let's kind of talk about it, right? Nuggets, they're supposed to be the favorites. Kind of covered them a little bit. Kings. They're too young, too inexperienced. It's a good story. Don't see them getting past round two. Don't maybe they'll win. A, they'll maybe they'll win a series. Maybe they won't. And right now, if there was a series, they, they would be facing the Warriors. Of course, as they're playing, so things could you know flip around. But two seven matchup, Kings Warriors. I'm taking the Warriors. I'm sorry, the Warriors with their pedigree, their championship DNA. They'll figure out a way to give the Kings the work. And the Warriors aren't good this year, but. I don't think the the Kings are the Kings are going nowhere. This is not a shot at the Kings. Grizzlies, they're good. They have a chance, but they're not their best player, John Morant. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when he's going to come back. If he's going to come back, he's suspended. He's out for another four games, and all the off-field stuff that's going on with him. You know, we're going to leave those leave that alone. But that's a real factor because they're going nowhere without John Morant. And they need John Moran, and we don't know if John Moran's going to be there. And then the Suns, that's the team, right? I talked about post-KD trade. I thought the Suns are clearly the favorites in the West. But 
what are the freaking odds that KD gets this ridiculous freak injury? In warm-ups, it's his first home game. He's going to play in front of the fans. The Suns are undefeated with Kevin Durant. And he slips on a web spot on at warm-ups. Twists his ankle, sprained his ankle out for the regular season now, which is, what, another three weeks, roughly? So it sounds really bad, right, in theory. Oh, he's out for the regular season. But that's three weeks. And it felt like they needed that time. We talked about they need that time to kind of gel, right? Devin Booker, Chris Paul... KD, DeAndre Ayton, they kind of felt like they were kind of slowly, you know, finding their rhythm, kind of finding their footing, and then KD gets injured in warm-ups. Like, what are the odds? The equipment manager, ball boy, whoever's cleaning the floors, they got to get investigated because that shit is unacceptable for Kevin Durant for that to happen. But, you know, it's kind of, it sucks to say this, but, like, this is kind of what happens to the Suns and the players that they have. Chris Paul injury prone. Kevin Durant is injury prone post Achilles injury. Devin Booker isn't the most healthiest guy on the court. DeAndre might be their most healthiest player, but he's also the fourth best player. You need you need those three guys to stay healthy because DeAndre Aiden on his own is not doing nothing. And then Devin Booker obviously came out, dropped forty four. They won. They're probably going to be right. They're probably going to be stuck right there in that fourth seed. I don't know if they're going to be able to jump up, but KD's injured now and. The real clear favorite to me, which was the Suns. Now, if they've taken a step back because once KD comes back, which the reports are is going to be in the playoffs, they're going to have to figure it out on the fly in meaningful games. Can they? I think they can. Kevin Durant is so good. It's so easy to work with. But still, like it's the continuity. It's like you got to play together for you guys to figure out, oh, this is where I want the ball. This is what he's going to do back cut on this, pick and roll that, like all these little things, these nuances in the game. The, when the games matter, they're going to have to be, they're going to be figuring it out while the games matter. And Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Chris Paul are so skilled that they can win. They're probably going to win the first round series pretty easily because they're just so much more skilled. But that definitely does hinder the Suns a bit. And then the Clippers... The Clippers have Russell Westbrook playing meaningful minutes. So that kind of disqualifies them automatically. I still do not understand. I can't believe the Clippers saw in their own city, in their own building, the abomination that Russell Westbrook is. And they were like, yeah, let's go get this guy on our team. I don't understand it. doesn't make any sense. If he keeps playing meaningful minutes, the Clippers aren't going anywhere. And then, of course, Kawhi's health. It's always a question. It's very, it's like Kevin Durant's situation. It's kind of Chris Paul's situation. It's 5X. Because those guys are injury prone, but Kawhi Leonard's knee, his ankle, his leg, everything. He's always, you know, a question mark. Hopefully he stays healthy because the Clippers actually have a really solid team. And if they can stay healthy, they have a good chance. But what Russell Westbrook being on the court, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. He's starting for them. And what you're going to realize is the more he plays, the more of a hindrance to the team that he is. So that kind of leaves the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Suns. Those three teams are going to be fighting it out. Barring, this is going to come obviously come down to Kevin Durant coming back healthy and being Kevin Durant, which he probably will be 
Also, LeBron coming back, being LeBron, coming in, fitting in with the rest of the guys. The problem, the only thing, the caveat with the Lakers is now that LeBron comes back, these players, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, they're not going to get as many opportunities because LeBron's going to have the ball more. He's going to score more. He's going to do a lot more. But they have to be ready for their moment because we know LeBron's a willing passer. We know LeBron will make the right play 99% of the time. Anthony Davis is going to have to play like Anthony Davis. Everyone's going to have to take a lesser role because LeBron James is the main cog of that team, rightfully and deservedly so. Can those guys still produce with less chances, less opportunities in more meaningful games? That remains to be seen. Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, They've had, they've, I mean, I mean, I'll leave Dennis Schroeder out of this, right? But Reeves and Hachimura, these guys have played. They haven't played with the pressure of playing with LeBron James in the playoffs, meaningful games, because everybody's going to look at the role players and be like, hey, LeBron made the right pass. You didn't make a shot. Oh, you shot three for 17. You thought you shot two for four. You shot two for eight. Three for seven. You know, you need you need these guys to come in and do their part in less of a role. Can they do that? Can D'Angelo Russell still give you 18 to 20 points with less opportunities? That remains to be seen. The Lakers' defensive efficiency has gone up post-trade, and that's the biggest factor for me saying what I'm saying. I think the Lakers are a, a contender to win the West. I don't know if they're going to do it. I think if the Suns are healthy, I think the Suns will still take them out. But I would love to see a Kevin Durant, LeBron James, conference finals, or maybe, you know, just maybe the number one seed, the Denver Nuggets, actually live up to it. Jokic actually lives up to back-to-back-to-back MVPs and finally delivers a finals bird to the Denver Nuggets. And get them back to the conference finals since the bubble. And one thing we know about the bubble, it was all wild. It was all crazy. They came back from 2-3-1 deficits to get to the conference finals. Major props to them. But the bubble was an anomaly. There was a lot of anomalies in the bubble. That being one of them. Now it's time for Jokic to prove it. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see the last 20 or so games that are left for most of these teams. There's like 17 to 18 games for most teams. And where the things shake out from the West. And then the East is just kind of, they're just kind of going. There's those three teams and they keep beating everybody down. And maybe it won't all matter because the team from the East will probably win the title. Uh, but it's going to remain to be seen. I will cover some of the soccer stuff that just happened. Pre- uh, Champions, Champions League week uh, that just passed by. Chelsea won three in a row. A lot to talk about. We'll kind of cover that in the next episode. Look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for listening. On that note, I am... Out.